Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into The Post in today's statistics episode. We reap the wind and the sky when the sun is high. We sail the length of the seas on the ocean breeze. At night we name every star. We know where we are. We know who we are, who we are. Just got to see The Post, and it's one I've been kind of looking forward to. Uh, I'm not sure, really. I, I was able to avoid all the marketing for it and watch any of the trailers. And I knew that the cast was huge. You know, I just kept hearing more and more names being added to the list. And, you know, it's Spielberg. And, yeah, who doesn't like some Spielberg, you know, if not many Spielberg films? So I was pretty excited to see it for that reason alone. You know, it's it's a big statistical impact on my spreadsheet, as you will soon see. But the movie is good. Uh, it, it doesn't really rise to the levels of most of his best work. Um, you know, I wouldn't even make it put it in the same category as Bridge of Spies, which I think is, you know, second, even third tier Spielberg to an extent. So it wasn't bad. It's good. It's enjoyable. I liked it, but it did leave much to be desired, and that may have had to do with uh, how how rushed and and um, sort of crammed for time, uh, cramped for time he was uh, in making the movie. I'm not sure, but all that being said, uh, this is a t- this is a statistics episode and not a review episode, so I will jump into it, shall we? I saw the post on January 14th, 2018 two weeks after the year the film came out. I clocked it at 115 minutes, just shy of two hours, and it is a 2017 film. My brief summary is the story of the Pentagon Papers from the perspective of the titular newspaper, The Post, Washington Post. I gave it a 68. It has a currently has an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, putting it, Giving it a 68 puts it in line with a couple other films that probably don't normally go together, uh, that also came out this year. Uh, Cries from Syria, also has a 68. Um, Kong Skull Island, The Greatest Showman, and Battle of the Sexes, all of a 68 this year. Pretty wide variety of films. Moving on to director, director Steven Spielberg. This is his 32nd film that I've seen. It improves his average film rating to a 65.03. It is his fourth film rated in the 60s and 16th best film overall. Uh, Comes in just behind Close Encounters of the Third Kind and just ahead of The Terminal. It it improves his film value to a 16.5, his score to an 83.21, and he is ranked 14th out of every director ever. Just behind Tarantino just ahead of Eastwood, Clint Eastwood. Good company. Moving on to the writer. A couple, two writers on this film. Uh, the first is Josh Singer. This is his third film credit. It improves his average film rating to a 57.33. It's his only film rated in the 60s and second best film overall, coming in behind Spotlight, for which he won an, a screenplay award, and ahead of The Fifth Estate. He is ranked behind a couple of people, including 
Arthur Conan Doyle, whose name I had spelled wrong, and ahead of a couple other people, uh, including Yasuhito Takaguchi, writer of Harakiri, and Brendan McCarthy and Nicola Thoris, who were co-writers on Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, the other credited writer on the post is Liz Hanna. This is the only film credit of hers I have. Her average film rating is a 68. She has one film rating in the 60s. It is her only film and her best film, and it is The Post. She has film value of 0.5 and a score of 23.17. This ranks her 2,668th overall, tied with a bunch of other people that I really couldn't tell one from the other, based on their names. Um, and Josh Singer, I don't think I said what rank he was. He was ranked 700th. Those are the two writers. But now, this is where we really get into things, uh, and that's with all the actors. So, um, just a heads up, there are 22 acting credits for the post, and uh, there really aren't any spoilers. You know, it's kind of just... When you're watching the movie, you're like, oh, it's that guy. Oh, it's that guy. Oh, it's her. Oh, it's her. So, you know, I, I wouldn't say that knowing any of these people are in the movie changes anything. Uh, so, first up is Michael Stuhlbarg. This is Michael Stuhlbarg's 15th film credit that I've seen, and then drops his average film rating to a 77.87. It is his third film rated in the 60s and 12th best film overall coming in behind Doctor Strange and ahead of Men in Black 3. It improves his film value to a 17 and his score to an 85.71, and he's ranked 17th overall, just behind Christian Bale and just ahead of Emma Thompson. Next is Meryl Streep. This is her 46th film credit that I've seen. It improves her average film rating to a 58.76. It is her sixth film rated in the 60s and 20th best movie overall, coming in behind To the Arctic, for which she is the narrator, and ahead of her Oscar-nominated performance in Silkwood. Uh, it improves her film value to a 6.5 and her score to a 75.81. She comes in just behind Marsha Jean Kurtz and just ahead of Paul Dano. Dano? Dano? Next is uh, David Cross. This is his 25th film credit that I've seen and improves his average film rating to a 65.32. It is his 6th film rated in the 60s and 10th best film overall. He comes in just behind Obvious Child and just ahead of Pootie Tang. It improves his film value to an 11.5 and his score to a 71.98. He is ranked 139th, which puts him one spot behind Bonnie Wright, who plays... Um, Ginny Weasley, and one spot ahead of Mark Ruffalo. Next is Tom Hanks. This is his 53rd film credit that I've seen, improving his average film rating to a 59 even. It is his 8th film rated in the 60s, and it is his 26th best film overall, coming in behind Bachelor Party and ahead of Hawaiian Vacation, which is an animated short connected to Toy Story. Uh, it improves his film value to a 9 and his score to a 70.35. He is ranked 175th, and that puts him just behind Kevin Spacey and just ahead of Chris Ellis. Next is Pat Healy. This is his ninth film credit and improves his 
drops his average film rating to a 68.67. It is his only film rating in the 60s and sixth best film overall. It comes in just behind The Innkeepers and just ahead of Take Me. It improves his film value to a 5 and his score to a 61.18. He is ranked 496th overall, right behind Shirley MacLaine and right ahead of John Ashton. A little, a little bit further down is Sarah Paulson. This is her seventh film credit I've seen and drops her average film rating to a 71.71. It's her only film rating in the 60s and fifth best film overall. Just behind Martha Marcy May Marlene and just ahead of The Spirit. It improves her film value to five and her score to a 60.78. She's ranked 518th. One spot behind Buck Henry, and one spot ahead of Dom DeLuise. Next is Neil Huff. This is his eighth film credit, and improves his average film rating to a 67.13. It is his only film rated in the 60s, and sixth best film overall. Comes in behind Split, and ahead of Beach Rats. Um, Beach Rats also released this year. Uh, improves his film value to a 5, his score to a 58.7, and he is ranked 663rd overall. One spot behind Kenneth Branagh, and one spot ahead of Maria Bello. Maria Bello. Next is Jesse Plemons. This is his 10th film credit I've seen, and improves his average film rating to a 62.3. It is his second film rated in the 60s and sixth best film overall, coming in behind Like Mike and ahead of Black Mass. It improves his film value to a 5 and his score to a 56.92. Uh, he's ranked 800th on the nose, one spot behind Aurore Clement, and one spot ahead of Ken Leung. Ken Leung. Next up is Bradley Whitford. This is his 11th film credit, improving his average film rating to a 62.09. It is his only film rated in the 60s and his sixth best film overall, coming in behind Agent Carter, the short film, and ahead of Awakenings. It improves his film value to a 4, his score to a 56.54, and he is ranked 827th overall, one spot behind Carl Urban, and one spot ahead of Bill Nye, Nick Nolte, Crispin Glover, Rosamund Pike, and David Tennant, who are all tied at 828th. Uh, next is Zach Woods. This is his seventh film credit and improves his average film rating to a 66.86. It is his third film rated in the 60s and third best film overall, coming in behind the other guys and ahead of 27, 2016's Ghostbusters. Uh, it improves his film value to a 3.5 and his score to a 55.5, which puts him at 900th, which, which is tied with Julie Christie, uh, Robert Pine, Ruth Clifford, Dakin Matthews, if any of those names sound familiar, uh, puts him a, uh, just behind Emily Mortimer and just ahead of another group of people tied, including Neil Flynn, who plays the janitor on Scrubs, and Embeth Davids. Yep, that uh, familiar name. Let's see. Next up is Tracy Letts. 
who is one of the people tied uh, just behind Zach Woods, tied at 905th. This is his eighth film credit, uh, improving his average film rating to a 65.63. It is his second film rated in the 60s and fourth best film overall, right behind Indignation and right ahead of The Lovers. The post increases his value to a 3 and his score to a 55.50. Like I said, he is tied with uh, Neil Flynn. He is just behind Zach Woods and a couple other people, and he is just ahead of Nathan Fillion. Next is Bob Odenkirk. Uh, This is his eighth film credit and improves his average film rating to a 62 even. Uh, It is his second film rating in the 60s and fourth best film overall, ranking just behind The Giant Mechanical Man and just ahead of The Disaster Artist. Uh, It improves his film value to a 3.5 and his score to a 53.10. He is ranked 1,118th overall, uh, which ties him with Hermione Badalay, who is Oscar-nominated for her performance in Room at the Top. This puts him one spot behind Hugh Jackman and one spot ahead of William Sadler. Next is Stark Sands. This is his seventh film credit and improves his average film rating to a 63.57. It is his first and only film in the, rated in the 60s and his third best film overall comes in just behind Inside Lewin Davis and just ahead of Pretty Persuasion. It improves his film value to a one and a half and his score to a 50.94. He's ranked 1,323rd, which is tied with Harry Lennox, one spot behind uh, Kana Hanazawa, who is a Japanese voice actress, and John Saxon, and one spot ahead of Boyd Holbrook, who you might know from Logan. Next is Alison Brie. This is her 15th film credit I've seen and improves her average film rating to a 52.73. It is her fourth film rated in the 60s and sixth best film overall, coming in behind Sleeping With Other People and ahead of The Disaster Artist. Uh, It improves her film value to a zero, her score to a 46.53, and she's ranked 1,769th overall. One spot behind Tyler Labine and a spot ahead of a group of people who are all tied with at 1,770th, including Bruce Willis, Peter Boyle, Ludacris, Tony Goldwyn, Jody Benson, Jim Parsons, Donald Pleasance, um, Keisha Castle-Hughes, Michael Constantine, Stephanie Beatriz, who you might know from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and Kyle Gallner. Big group there. Next is Bruce Greenwood. This is his 32nd film credit I've seen, improving his average film rating to a 53.09. It is his second film rated in the 60s and 14th best film overall, coming in behind the rebooted version of Star Trek and ahead of iRobot. It, it, it improves his film value to a negative 4.5, his score to a 45.47, and that ranks him as 1,916th, which puts him just behind uh, Oliver Platt, Ben Schwartz, Blythe Danner, Scott Eastwood, Caitlin Dever, and a couple of other people who are ranked ahead of him, all tied at 1,903rd, and it puts him just ahead of Donald Faison. 
Next is Marco Kaka. I think I guess that's how it's pronounced. Uh, this is his ninth film credit and improves his average film rating to a 52.44. It is his second film rated in the 60s and third best film overall, just behind Bridge of Spies and just ahead of The Greatest Showman, or sort of tied, but Post has better tiebreakers. Uh, it improves his film value to a negative 1.5 and his score to a 41.41. He is ranked 2,405th which puts him one spot behind Margaret Cho, one spot ahead of Pam Greer and Al Sapienza. Next up is Doris McCarthy. This is her eighth film credit and improves her average film rating to 51.25. It is her second film rated in the 60s and third best film overall, coming in behind the other Tom Hanks movie, Sully, from last year, and ahead of Talala, the Netflix movie. It improves her film value to a negative one and her score to a 40 even. She is ranked 2,567th, tied with uh, a lot of other people, uh, including someone else who was in this movie. Uh, so I will get hold off on that for a second. But she, they are also tied with John Hurd, um, nah, Sophia Butella, Harry Connick Jr., Brandon Routh, one spot behind Robin Williams, one spot ahead of Olivia Wilde. And the other person tied with Doris McCarthy is Carrie Coon. This is her second film rated that I've seen and drops her average film rating to a 76 even. It is her only film rated in the 60s and second best film, coming in behind Gone Girl. Uh, she has a film value of negative, or a film value of 2 and a score of 40. Uh, as I said, she's tied with Doris McCarthy and a couple other people behind Robin Williams and ahead of Olivia Wilde. What are the chances? Just a little bit further down is David Costabile. This is his fifth film credit I've seen and improves his average film rating to a 55.2. This is his only film rating in the 60s and third best film overall. Comes in behind side effects and ahead of 13 hours. Uh, it improves his film value to a negative 5 and his score to a 39.93. He is tied with Paul F. Tompkins and Toby Stevens. He is just behind Olivia Wilde and just ahead of Amy Hill. Next is David Aaron Baker, his seventh film credit I've seen. Uh, it improves his average film rating to a 45.71. It is his only film rating in the 60s. And his second film, best film overall, coming in behind Kissing Jessica Stein and ahead of The Music Man, which I believe is the uh, Matthew Broderick Music Man. It improves his film value to a negative 3.5, his score to a 32.06, and he's ranked 3,321st. Uh, this puts him just behind Justin Timberlake and just ahead of Andy Dick. A little further down is Deirdre Lovejoy. This is her sixth film credit that I've seen and improves her average film rating to a 41.17. It is her only film rating in the 60s and second best film overall, just behind the talented Mr. Ripley, just ahead of the first and original Step Up. It improves her film value to a negative four and her value and her score to a 26.88, which ranks her 3,691st, 
tied with Kelly Garner, one spot behind Sam Spruill, and one spot ahead of Sean Pertwee. Next is Matthew Riss. Rice Riss. Uh, he is the, I believe, the male lead from The Americans. And in the movie The Post, he is the guy you see early on go to war and come back from war and, and be the, he's the leak, basically. And uh, this is his second film credit that I've seen. Uh, he is an, improves his average film rating to a 47 even. This is only film right in the 60s and best film overall, coming in ahead of Burnt, the Bradley Cooper movie. It improves his film value to a negative 0.5 and his score to a 23 even. Ranks him to 3,935th, tied with um, nobody I recognize offhand, Suzanne Lachasse, Lachasse, Kristen Davis, and Dawes Butler. Puts him one spot behind Greg Collins and one spot ahead of... Mary J. Blige, and Tika Sumter. And that's it. Those are all the actors. Man, uh, it always feels like it should take longer, but it doesn't. Anyway, so those are all the actors uh, in the post that I recognize or have big enough uh, filmographies to be noteworthy. Um, moving on to genre. Uh, as a film rated 68 from 2017, it is a drama, improving the average film rating of dramas to 61.74, and it is, according to IMDb, also a thriller, which I kind of agree with, but not fully. I'm not completely on board with that, but they say it is, so I'm marking it that way right now. And uh, it improves the average film rating of thrillers to 54.40. This film does pass the Bechtel test many times, and it is PG-13. It is not on the IMDb Top 250, and it is not on my own Top 300. It is currently not nominated for any Oscars, but uh, that's all potentially going to change uh, very soon. We will see just how much representation the post gets. Uh, depending on who you ask, it could get anywhere from like two to ten nominations, I don't know. I think it's going to be on the low end, having seen it myself, but uh, there's definitely room for upward mobility. Uh, it currently does not factor into the Circle of Film Awards at all. It, uh, I don't think, Spielberg doesn't really have a chance at director for me, uh, and uh, as good as Hanks and Streep are, I, I don't think they're Either of them are at their best. I do think Hanks is a little bit better than Streep in the movie. Uh, but that's my own... That's just how I feel. And I don't think any of the supporting characters really get enough to do to warrant inclusion there. I wouldn't... I don't think the screenplay... I think the screenplay is good, but not quite good enough. Uh, and the best scene for me in the movie was uh, the phone call scene. That's like five, six-way phone call and uh, it's just, it's so late in the year, it, it, uh, there's just too many, better, too many better things for me out there. <clears throat> so, moving on to the year statistics. Um, this is the 330th film I have seen from 2017, which means, which is the highest, uh, which is the year I've seen the most films from. Uh, 2013 has 328, so I passed it with the film before this one. 
Um, it is the 77th film that I've seen in 2018 at the moment. Uh, it improves the average film rating of 2017 films to 48.79. It improves the tomato meter of 2017 films I've seen to 66.22. As a drama, it is the 148th drama I've seen from 2017. And as a thriller, it is the 72nd thriller I've seen from 2017, which makes... 2017, the year of the, the year with the most thrillers that I've seen out of any year, just passing 2013 by one. Uh, with a three on the Bechtel test, it is part of the 40.3% of films from 2017 that has a three on the Bechtel test. And as a PG-13 movie, it is the 73rd film from 2017 with a PG-13 rating. And uh, that's it. Um, it's not part of a series, uh, it's it's not in my top 300, and that's it. Those are pretty much all the statistics for the post. I, you know, it, it's, it's fun, it's got those nice moments in it, but ultimately, you know, it's not, it doesn't really compete with Spotlight for me. Um, I mean, it's close, like Spotlight, I only rated a 72, so it's not like the two are miles apart, but I think Spotlight is just... It, you could tell when you watch Spotlight that like more craft and time and, and energy was put into it, in my opinion, and and like I don't even think Spotlight is a great great film, so you know that drops the post down even further. Uh, but I, I do think it is a good movie and one that is worth seeing. Uh, we'll see just how much uh, impact the Oscars have on it. Uh, as far as nominations go, but again, I think it'll be more on the lower end than the higher end at this point. Uh, well, I, I mean, the nominations are already done, like they've already been submitted, so we'll see how that really turns out. So, uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, appreciate each and every one of you who takes the time. If you would like to get in touch with me, and uh, you can do so through email, circleoffilm at gmail.com. Send an email uh, still on the lookout for top lists from anybody who is willing to share them. Uh, if you would like to get in touch without using email, you can also use Twitter, at circleoffilm. Um, happy to respond on either medium. If you'd like to learn more about the show, check out more episodes, uh, look at the Circle of Film Awards, now and past, uh, and just other things like that, you can head over to circleoffilm.com. And if you'd like to support the show in a monetary fashion, you can go to patreon.com slash circleoffilm. Uh, and you can uh, find a lot of different things and options and uh, avenues over there in which to do so. And as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same goodnight. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades from view. So long, farewell, I'll be the same adieu. In the name of love, one night in the name of love. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.